Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 2022 Plant Services Compressed Air Podcast Series, sponsored by Kaiser Compressors. Each podcast in this four-episode series will tackle one of the many facets of compressed air system operation and costing. I'm Tom Welk, the Chief Editor of Plant Services, and today I'm joined by two compressed air experts from Kaiser, Wayne Perry and Matt McCorkle, for a discussion on air as a utility. Wayne is Senior Technical Director at Kaiser Compressors and has more than 40 years of experience in all aspects of the compressed air business. And Matt is Manager of Branch Operations for Kaiser Compressors and has worked as a Certified Energy Manager through the Association of Energy Engineers. Welcome, guys. Thanks for being back for this one. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Tom. Us, Tom. Good to be here. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Well, and especially for this topic, too, here is a utility. I appreciate you being on the podcast because I've noticed that Kaiser and other compressed air companies have developed some new options for plant customers to operate their compressed air systems. Wayne, maybe I can start with you for the first question. What are some of the alternative models that you see are gaining traction in the market? Well, Tom, you know, when I started in this business, the only way to operate a compressor was give somebody a purchase order, buy the compressor, and then you're on your own. Uh, today, a lot of things have changed. Uh, I'd like to start by talking about just the enhanced service programs. You know, normally, you could get a service contract with a uh, service provider, and that would just cover the regular maintenance on it. If anything broke out of the ordinary, that that was on you. So you still had some um, uncertainty as to what your costs for maintenance were going to be. But now a lot of providers have got enhanced service programs that not only do the regular normal maintenance, but will take care of anything that breaks, uh, any failures that you have on, on components in the system. And you have a set fee uh, every month, so you know what your maintenance costs are going to be still your equipment, but uh, at least that part of the equation is now kind of uh, evened out so that you know exactly what you're going to be spending. Most of these contracts, most of these kinds of contracts require an extended period, you know, three to five years, sign a contract for three to five years. Uh, The other thing that's happened in the market is you can contract a compressor for you know, a, a one-year term, uh, and that includes all of the maintenance. Your service provider will com- bring out a compressor, put the compressor in, and the service provider handles all of the maintenance and service uh, for a monthly fee. Uh, and that monthly fee can be a fixed fee or uh, can be based on the amount of air you use, and that's really based off the number of hours that the machine runs. Uh, and then the third thing that's out in the marketplace and, and has been here for some time and is not pushed by a lot of people, but a lot of people actually like it. And that's using air as a utility where the service provider like Kaiser, we call our Sigmar utility, uh, owns the equipment, operates the equipment. Uh, the end user doesn't pay for any of the equipment, has really no upfront costs. Uh, they don't get charged uh, during the installation or anything. They don't get charged until they flip the switch and start using the air. And then they get charged by the cubic foot of air that they use. Uh, generally in those systems, there's backup for everything. So customers really uh, 
just buying air like it would buy water or gas or electricity. I think one of the things we're seeing in, in, in terms of these alternative models, uh, Tom, Wayne has talked about is, you know, as systems become more complex, customers are realizing maybe it's not advantageous for me to operate and own this. And so I think that's one of the things that's driving these alternative models is, yes, they can do some of the basics and the fundamentals, but when you get stretched and staff is thin or expertise is thin and you have increasing complexity to reach the efficiencies and the performance that plants demand these days, it can make sense to have somebody else take care of that work. Yeah, that is so true. I mean, there's an ongoing challenge to hire experienced technicians on the maintenance and reliability side. It can be even more expensive to hire a compressed air technician. Um, so, man, as long as you're talking about this, could you focus a little bit on Kaiser's Sigma Air Utility? Um, how is that offering implemented? And what are some of the practical considerations that customers should think through? So our, our Sigma Air Utility program is, is, you know, our basically the full featured offering where uh, customers do not own any equipment, don't contract for any service. It's, it's all inclusive. And they just, you know, as, as Wayne was saying, they just pay for the cubic feet they use on a monthly basis, just like other utilities. And the process to get it started is very similar to a capital purchase, at least in the beginning, in the sense of you want to assess the needs. How much air does a plant need? Uh, what are their minimum, maximums, uh, averages, and uh, what's the air quality that's needed? So typically we'll conduct a study just like we do it, would in a normal situation. And then we design a system. We design redundancy into the system. And then frequently what happens um, in these cases as well is uh, we'll design an enclosure for the system so it doesn't take up plant space. Because one of the benefits of outsourcing is truly fully outsourcing uh, the compressed air system. So it's not taking up any plant space um, and it's 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 outside your facility, still on obviously the property of a plant, but not, not taking up uh, critical production space. And so once we have that design and we, you know, then we can present a, uh, you know, a, a contract that say, okay, this is what the rate would be on a monthly basis uh, to, uh, to put this in place. And once this is started up, that would be what you would pay for air. You'd no longer have to you know, maintain equipment or own equipment, it would completely be outsourced and you would just, uh, you know, have have a monthly bill as you would other utilities. Yeah, the practical considerations I think most plants should should think about are, you know, do you do you want to devote manpower to maintaining and operating your compressed air station? Um, would you dramatically benefit from, you know, not having uh, the space taken up with your compressed air? Uh, plants. And, and these are some of the things that we find that, that plants find a lot of value in and, and think that, uh, you know, this is a better solution than owning. To add something to what Matt said, when he said, you know, we go in and evaluate the system, we do a, we do a complete study on how much air is being used, where it's being used, how it's moved around. And in most of our air utilities, we go in and correct problems with piping being undersized, headers in the wrong place, uh, that sort of thing. And that's rolled into the price of the air utility. So uh, customer may have had tremendous pressure drop getting from one side of the plant to the other. And we'll fix that as part of the air utility. We want to be sure that we supply the air at the right pressure, uh, the right flow, uh, and the right air quality. And to do that, we've got to fix all of these generic problems that we're uh, that we find in the plant when we do the survey. Uh, so uh, 
it's it's not just we just plop some machines on the ground and say, here you go. Uh, we want to make sure the whole system works the way it's supposed to work. Well, I'm glad you mentioned um, cost as part of that answer, Wayne, because I wanted to check with you on that. Um, you mentioned a couple of different models uh, at the start of the podcast uh, of what is out there for customers. How do specifically areas of utility type models compare financially to the common method of buying equipment and doing maintenance in-house or even paying suppliers for maintenance and repair services? Well, you know, a lot of that depends on the company's financial needs. Um, we've been doing this on some greenfield operations and, and the main thing that the user looked at is, do I want to spend a million dollars or several hundred thousand dollars on compressors or do I want to buy some production equipment that's actually going to make me money? Uh, and a lot of times they decide they'd rather spend the capital that they have available on production equipment uh, and then just pay a monthly fee for using for using the air. So that's that's one of the issues that comes up financially. The other other thing is, you know, as, as you pointed out, Tom, do I, I want to have? Uh, am I going to be having to hire people to maintain the compressor equipment or do I want them to maintain the production equipment? And we've had customers who've had these air utilities and renewed them because they now have their maintenance and engineering people working on the equipment that makes them money and not trying to maintain a utility. You know, they, they don't generate their own, uh, power or pump their own natural gas and have have to maintain all of that equipment they don't really with an air utility they don't have to do that with the air either uh, we've even had some customers who had an air utility uh, for 10 years and decided they wanted to run their own equipment <clears throat> bought the equipment from us kept it on site ran it for a couple of years and then called us back and said you know Come give us a quote on another air utility. We don't know how to maintain this equipment like you guys do. They, you know, said we're having downtime, and when you guys were running it, we never had downtime. It used to be that you could keep all of this stuff, air as a utility, off the books. Uh, they've made some changes in the last few years in the accounting rules, so you basically still have to treat it uh, differently from if you were just renting equipment or paying a, a utility bill. But you don't have that cash outlay up front. Now, if you've got a compressed air system that's five years old and all the compressors are still on the books and they're all running relatively well, air as a utility normally won't make sense to you. But if you've got compressors that are 10 plus years old uh, or you're doing a greenfield, we can make a real financial case where you know, now you're going to have a good compressed air system and you don't have to have capital available. You don't have to uh, put this in your capital budget to buy all of this equipment and maintain it. The other plus side from a financial point of view is that in most manufacturing plants, those people, as Matt has said, don't, don't really know how to maintain their equipment and they wind up with uh, fluctuating pressure, uh, low flows, low pressure, bad air quality. Uh, we had one of our uh, air utility customers tell us 
you know, we had sold this on, we're going to save you money. Uh, because we can, when we do our study, we can tell you how much money you're spending to power your compressed air system. <clears throat> and then we can tell you how much money you'll spend to power our air utility. <clears throat> and we sold this particular customer because it was going to save him a whole lot of money uh, on power. And he had an old system. After, after it had been in there for about a year, uh, he came to us and said, we now have steady pressure, uh, good flow, good air quality, and it's made such a difference in our productivity. That made us way more money than the money we saved on power. So you've got to look at all of these things to figure out how it's going to make sense in your particular situation. Yeah, financially, I think a lot of times what folks don't consider with compressed air stations, if you just look at the cost of the compressor, and maybe you even include the direct cost of energy and having maintenance done, you might say, oh, that's that's not all that much money, but there's so many hidden costs that aren't taken into account and, uh, you know, related to downtime or your maintenance staff or upgrades and engineering and, and controls needed to operate the system correctly. And customers um, that really benefit from Sigma Air Utility, they tend to be the ones who've experienced those costs. And so they want to offload them or they're, as uh, Wayne said, they're starting out new. And uh, in those cases, they can realize, oh, I don't have to hire that staff or plan for those expenses. And I, I have the assurance of, of, of no downtime. And those are significant costs and that every customer incurs or has to deal with if they're operating and owning their own compressed air station. You know, Matt and Wayne, let's dive into some of the specifics about air utility. And Matt, I'll start with you uh, and follow up on and your, your comment about um, getting the system started up and running, those considerations. Um, I'm sure a lot of our a lot of our listeners are going to want to know between the client and the provider, who is responsible for paying for what part of the system when you start airing utility? Well, the part that Kaiser always pays for, that the provider pays for, is the equipment and the service and the operation of that unit. We monitor the units. We're responsible for all maintenance and repair costs, and we're certainly responsible for supplying the equipment and, in many cases, the enclosure that the equipment uh, is operating within. And the part that is sometimes negotiable or varies by site is the site work. In some cases, uh, we may pick up a little bit of the site work and sometimes the customer pays for the site work needed. Generally, we, we try to make that uh, a minimum um, in terms of where we put the equipment and then bring in the electrical uh, and bring in the, the piping and because that's more infrastructure. So in many cases, uh, customers pay for that because that would stay uh, on site permanently uh, with that facility. Um, but in other cases, sometimes we'll, we'll roll it into the contract. Those are some of the negotiable parts. And we certainly arrange for the placing of the equipment, the rigging of the equipment. Now, when it comes to the operation of the equipment and maybe the cooling water, if there's a cooling water needed or the actual electricity to operate the compressed air station, the customer is responsible for those. Um, uh, for those fees, uh, it's you know it's it's against their electricity bill, um, and generally speaking, there are guarantees and in the contract uh, or limitations in terms of the that that, that rolls into the per overall performance of the compressed air station. So they know that there's not an incentive on our part, on the supplier's part, to increase energy costs at all. No, and and to to Matt's topics that he talked about there, we can't guarantee a what a customer is going to be spending on power because we can't control the cost per kilowatt hour of, of the power. We can tell the customer, here's how many kilowatts you're going to use 
or kilowatt hours to make this much air. And in some contracts, we've, we've put that in there as part of the contract. And as to what Matt said about who pays for what as far as the infrastructure go is exactly right. Uh, we can roll all of that into the cost of the contract if the customer doesn't want to spend any money. Uh, but that increases his monthly cost for the for the air utility. Uh, we've got customers who actually want to pay for all the piping, pay for all the power being brought in, uh, and, and keep the monthly cost as low as possible. Okay. Well, Matt, let me ask you one more question about performance benefits. Um, we, we've touched on that a little bit during today's podcast. Uh, and, and how these kind of services can really help the plant teams focus uh, away from the utility equipment and more on the production equipment. Uh, can you talk a little bit about some of the performance benefits that you've seen some of some plants achieve with Ares Utility? Absolutely. I mean, I think the most significant one is related to reliability. Um, so, you know, these systems are designed to run uh, and have redundancy built in so no matter what the environmental conditions are or what happens with the uh, usage in the plant that they are they are supplied with a stable uh, air pressure at the quality that they need and uh, when plants realize that that can be assured 100 percent of the time it it's it's just incredible what what the uh the savings that they can benefit from so that i would say is definitely number one um, the, the number one performance benefits that, that plants achieve with these Sigma Air utilities. Um, and it's not to say there, there aren't, you know, cases where we've had downtime because we certainly have, but it's always been due to some extremely extraordinary events, generally weather related. And, uh, when you look at the what, 15 plus years that we've been doing Sigma Air utilities, uh, you know, you can count on one hand. Uh, you know, the times uh, some of these oddities have occurred and, and we've had downtime because we're the system design experts. We understand these customer applications and we understand how to deliver the air at the right quality uh, and, and, and control the compressors, deliver stable, stable power. So the key thing, I, I think, and the biggest performance benefit is definitely um, the reliability. Now, certainly, you know, Kaiser's huge on energy efficiency, getting uh, more air for less energy and everything that we provide. Our Sigma Air Manager, our SAM product is, you know, industry leading in terms of the control algorithms that it uses. So we are able to squeeze the most air for uh, power out of these systems. And uh, customers certainly certainly see that benefit too, particularly when it's a case, one of the cases uh, Wayne mentioned that's very common with Sigma Air Utilities where you have aging equipment and it's a significant capital investment due to maybe how it was installed and just how old it is in terms of trying to get new equipment in there and, and operational, you know, a lot of times that's those are energy hogs and uh, with older controls, older technologies. And when they come in with new technologies, uh, modern equipment, modern controls, uh, you know, savings can be dramatic. We, we, we've seen just hundreds of thousands of dollars in energy savings uh, with Sigma Air Utility Solutions. And again, there's no capital outlay to to see those uh, to see those benefits. The other performance benefit is, um, I think, as we've all learned with with kind of some of this COVID uh, and supply chain challenges that we face, uh, production isn't always steady. You you make projections, you plan, but but economic uh, challenges happen, world events happen, 
and uh, you have to be able to upsize and downsize. And Sigma Air Utility, you know, we have that flexibility to say, okay, let's let's add to this contract. Okay, let's 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 modify this contract. And and those are all possible, which I think are, it's much more easily done in these scenarios than it is if you have hardened uh, assets that you own and and um, you know need to use whether you need them or not. So those are really the three three key benefits uh, that that I've seen from from many many plants: reliability, you know, optimizing energy uh, that was previously uh, you know aging equipment, and then flexibility. Well, Wayne, we come come to the close of the podcast. So let me uh, aim the final question at you. Um, what did I miss when we talk getting these questions ready? Are there any other benefits or considerations to Harris Utility that we haven't covered yet that uh, we really should mention before we close out? Well, uh, one of the things that, that people don't even think about, uh, I was with one customer, we were sitting down going over what it really costs them to maintain their, uh, their compressed air system. Uh, and part of that uh, was their purchasing department. Uh, you know, every time they cut, cut a purchase order, it costs money. Every time they process, uh, receive parts or pieces, goes into their warehouse, all of that handling cost them money. <clears throat> and we went over and looked at how much they spent every year just in handling purchase orders and, and receiving equipment, you know, parts and pieces to fix the compressors that they had. And it was a huge amount that normally doesn't get looked at uh, when they're trying to figure out, okay, how much does our compressed air system cost us? Usually what they do when they do that is they just look at, okay, how much do we spend on parts and oil and things like that? And, uh, you know, how much did we spend on power? And they think that's it. And it's not that, that at all. When you've got an air utility, basically uh, the user doesn't touch that equipment. They don't touch the parts. They don't touch any of that. That's all Kaiser's responsibility. So uh, you've got that to consider. You don't need to train your personnel on how to operate compressors. And I, I will tell you, 98%, 99% of the plants that I've been in in 40 years, uh, they don't have people on their staff that understand uh, compressed air systems, how, how to generate the air, how to get the air from one spot to another spot, how to make sure it's treated right, how to maintain it properly. And when you get an air utility, you've got a service provider there uh, who does understand that. And that's their business to understand that. And it makes a big difference on how reliable the system is. As Matt says, uh, we always include uh, redundant equipment so that if there's a failure uh, of a compressor or a dryer, it automatically switches over and the customer never sees it. Uh, we've had customers who told us that they couldn't believe how reliable our systems were, that we never had a failure on on it. And we're just kind of shaking our head and saying, oh, yeah, we have. We're just, <laughs> you just didn't know it because your supply didn't change. Um, we made sure that you had the supply that you needed, that you were contracted for. The other thing is, you, you know, I, I talked about how expensive it is to purchase and handle that, but you've got customers out there who, to stock parts and consumables, and that's an expense that they don't think about. Um, you don't have administration issues with how are we going to get our people out? You know, when are we going to schedule people to do 
this particular service or that particular service. It's like switching on a light. You open a valve and you've got air and you don't need to worry about it. But the biggest benefit that I've seen in the 15 or so years that we've been doing it is people just have uh, that peace of mind that they've got a constant air supply and they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to maintain it. They don't have to do anything except use the air. There's enough trouble on the production side. Why would people needlessly need to worry about the utility side, right? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) There is one thing. When we're talking about air utility, we're talking about several hundred horsepower. Uh, The first question you asked me was other options. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, people, people who have a small shop or something but don't want to spend the capital, there are, are other options for them, uh, uh, as we discussed in the very first question. So uh, don't think that this is just about big, huge systems. Well, thank you both for being here, and thanks to Kaiser Compressors for sponsoring this series. Um, there are already two episodes in the series that have been recorded. One of them is on alternative design strategies for compressed air systems, and the other is on compressed air system data monitoring. So thanks once again to Matt and Dwayne for being here today. Thanks to our sponsor, Kaiser Compressors, and thank you for listening. 